This is the Canadian Taxpayers Podcast, where we fight for lower taxes, less waste, and more accountable government. This is a special election episode of our podcast, and we're going to do a full, deep dive on Canada's carbon taxes. I'm Chris Sims. I'm the BC Director of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. I'm here with my friend and colleague, Franco Terrazano. Franco, he's usually holding down the fort for us as our federal director in Ottawa. I think he's in Toronto right now for some reason. So Franco, we hear from our supporters all the time here at the Taxpayers Federation, and it never fails. One of their top issues always seems to be the carbon tax. Yeah, I mean, it's really not surprising. A carbon tax is, you know, a tax on everything. I mean, if you make gasoline and diesel more expensive, and when you pretty much everything we eat and use in Canada is delivered on one of those big trucks using gas and diesel, yeah, that's going to increase the cost of, well, pretty much everything. Yeah, exactly. And if you add up the cost of driving to work, heating your home, paying extra for all that stuff that's in stores who again are using things like natural gas to heat their storefronts uh, and the carbon tax on farmers grain that all adds up really fast and on top of all of that salt in the wound the carbon taxes don't work (laughs) bc has had the highest carbon taxes since 2008 here in canada and our emissions are going up not down It takes about $2 billion away from taxpayers here in BC every single year, and it's not even called revenue neutral anymore. They've dropped that facade years ago. Now, unfortunately, we're seeing this expensive failure unleashed across Canada. And frankly, if people are worried about affordability, this should be an election issue. Yeah, you know, affordability is going to be the key issue, I think, in this election, and as it should be. I mean, it seems like every day, everywhere you go, it seems life is costing a little bit more, and it's the actions of government that often makes these things cost more, right? So if you hear politicians talking about affordability, then they better well be talking about how government reduces affordability, and and that's really why it's going to be so important during this election to really push politicians on carbon taxes. Now, that being said, let's do a little bit of a deep dive into where the major parties stand on carbon taxes. Now, spoiler alert, surprise, surprise, all of the major parties are big carbon tax cheerleaders. I mean, you got Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and his Liberal Party are huge fans of making life more more costly through a carbon tax. I mean, they created one for all of Canada, even if the provinces didn't have one or or don't want them. Now, the carbon tax is currently at about or is currently at $40 per ton. That translates into just under nine cents per liter for gasoline. And it's almost 11 cents per liter of diesel. Now, that also adds eight cents per cubic meter to the price of natural gas when you heat your homes. But Simmer, uh, why don't you break down for our audience exactly what that means in terms of driving up the cost of living? I know you love to have all these examples, and I know that you had your calculator out the other day. So why don't you hit us with the facts? For sure. I sat there one afternoon and figured out the fuel tank capacities of most of the popular selling vehicles in Canada and then figured out the carbon taxes from there. So, okay, let's dig into this. And I can't stress this enough. I want our listeners and I want our viewers at home to sit there and look at their bills and do this math as well, because this is costing you a lot of money. So let's say you drive a minivan. Right now at the federal carbon tax level, 
it costs you about $6 extra every single time you fill up the minivan just in the carbon tax. If you drive a light duty pickup truck, one of those Dodge Ram long boxes that I see everywhere here in BC, that costs you about $10 extra to fill it up in the carbon tax. Let's say you're a tradesperson, okay? Or you haul your camper around and you use one of those super duties, those diesel pickup trucks, uh, usually those kind of big Ford pickup trucks. That actually costs you around $19 extra in the carbon tax. We're getting into some really big money here. Now, what about here at home? Well, most people, a lot of Canadians across Canada, they heat their homes with natural gas. And even the average new home uses about 2,700 cubic meters of natural gas. So let's do the math. That means the carbon tax costs them more than $200 extra every year to heat their homes with that natural gas. So let's think of an average family, okay? Fill up your minivan once a week, your grocery getter, you know, your kid to drop or offer, your get to work vehicle. You fill that up once a week. You fill up your light duty pickup truck, twice a month, okay? Because you've got a tradesperson in the, in the house and they, they commute a little bit. And then you also have your natural gas bill. You add all that up and just those basic core necessities, that's $800 extra per year in the carbon tax just on those bills. Yeah, okay. So a few things there strike out to me right away. The first is 800 bucks just for those core necessities. I mean, that's a lot of money. But mm -hmm. the second thing is that that's just for right now. Uh, and those costs are going to be going up under a Trudeau government's plans, even under a conservative carbon tax. So we're going to get into that. But those costs only seem to be going up under what we've heard so far from these parties. But third thing, and I think just as important, Simmer, is that you're really just talking about the cost of certain types of fuels going up. But there's other types of goods and services that would be seeing price increases because of the carbon tax. I mean, just think about groceries. Well, how do you think we got those groceries in those grocery stores? Well, they get there by truck. Those truckers have to pay those costs. And of course, those costs eventually find their way onto the grocery shelves, right? So those are just a few things that we also have to keep in mind when we're talking about the cost. Now, Simmer, I also know that you were looking at a bunch of different home heating bills. And for some people, you mentioned that it was even more. Yeah, it is. Um, I actually put out a call of last winter asking people for their heating bills because I wanted some hard examples, some actual on paper examples. So I said, hey, send me your heating bills. Franco, I actually thought I'd get maybe a dozen of that yeah, right. ones that I could use. <laughs> you know, I did. I didn't think I'd get that many. My, my inbox blew up. I have hundreds of people's home heating bills. And it's a lot of it was for natural gas. But some of it, a lot of folks back east, especially in the Maritimes, they still use home heating oil. And some folks in rural Canada, especially, and folks who kind of travel, they kind of do the RV life, they rely on propane. All of those things are nailed with the carbon tax in Canada. And I must say, some of the bills included emails and stories from people a lot of it was kind of hard to read because a lot of these folks are already, they're, they're either disabled or they're seniors. So they're on a fixed income. They're already struggling to pay the current tax, the current carbon tax on these heating bills. So it was pretty tough.
Yeah, it really is tough to think about, right? So many Canadians have been struggling. I mean, just so much the last year plus with this COVID-19 downturn. And, and really, unfortunately, it seems like things are only going to get worse on the carbon tax front, at least before they get better as we keep fighting, right? But the problem is, is that there's more tax hikes coming with the carbon tax. And really, all of this starts in the last federal election. I mean, remember, the Trudeau team was swearing up and down that they weren't going to raise the carbon tax past the $50 per ton that they are talked about. I mean, remember this clip? The commitment was to go up to 2022. There's no intention to go up beyond that. There's no secret agenda that any decision to move up would be consultation uh, with provinces and territories. Um, and uh, and it, it would inevitably be an election issue in the next election. Yeah, that was former Environment Minister Catherine McKenna, one of the Liberals running in the last election, and that was her saying that the carbon tax wasn't going to go any higher. But, I mean, the Liberals broke that promise, and now they're going to be jacking up their first carbon tax to $170 per ton within the next nine years, so by 2030. Uh, so, Simmer, what would that mean in terms of increasing the cost of living? Okay, so let's use the same examples uh, for clarity's sake. Um, to be blunt, it means it's going to get a lot more expensive for people real soon. And nine years, that's going to go by like that. So the first carbon tax, it's going to be 37.5 cents per liter of gasoline. It's also going to be 45 cents per liter of diesel. The carbon tax, remember, also hits natural gas, heating oil, and propane. Plus, this is a big thing, Trudeau was planning on a new second carbon tax. It's actually a form of a fuel standard. It's tucked into government regulations, and it makes diesel and gasoline cost more at the pumps. It's not here just yet, federally, but it will be around 11 cents per liter of gasoline and about 13 cents up to a liter of diesel. So let's combine those two, okay? The first carbon tax that they're jacking way up and the second carbon tax that they're introducing soon. The total for both of these liberal carbon taxes combined, 48 cents per liter of gasoline, 58 cents per liter of diesel. Now let's fill up our favorite vehicles again, okay? That means it's gonna cost $36 extra to fill up the minivan, $58 extra to fill up the light duty pickup truck. And we're not done yet, we gotta heat the house, right? That's going to be $885 more just in the carbon tax to heat your new home with natural gas. Now, unfortunately, remember, this doesn't even touch or include the actual cost of the fuel, any of the other taxes involved, or the GST, which is usually added after all these other things. So how many people, I don't know about you, Franco, I don't know many other people that have an easy 58 bucks kicking around to fill up their pickup trucks. Yeah, neither do I. And really, this is why it's so important that whenever someone talks about affordability, they need to talk about how politicians are reducing affordability, right? And that's why doing the math right there is just so important, Simmer. I mean, look, these politicians are going to be trying, well, they do try to trick Canadians uh, by calling this carbon tax a levy or a fee or a price or some other type of political creation. And look, these politicians, they might talk about prices per ton, whatever that means, but they're not going to tell you how much is going to cost you to fill up your vehicle. They're not going to tell you how much is going to cost you to heat your home heating bill through their carbon tax. You know, I would love to see 
how it would play out these door knocking carbon tax cheerleaders knocking on your door telling you how much it's going to cost you to heat your home during December, January, and February. I would love to see that conversation, but I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think they're going to tell you that, but we're going to tell you that. And, you know, something else that we need to tell you about is the second carbon tax that Simmer just mentioned, um, because very few politicians want to talk about that, but it looks like it's coming our way. Um, the second carbon tax is going to be called a fuel standard, and it's buried within government regulations, which would require fuel producers to reduce the carbon content of their fuels. And if they can't, meet those government requirements, then they're going to get hit with the second carbon tax. But to no one's surprise, it's not just going to be the big guys who feel the pinch there. Economists have already been sounding the alarm that it's going to be everyday Canadians who see the price going up when they're at the pumps, thanks to that second carbon tax. Now, Trudeau announced this last December. Merry Christmas. <laughs> but Fortunately, it won't take effect federally until about December 2022. That's the last that we've heard. Now, as Simmer is laid out, the second carbon tax will increase the cost of gasoline up to 11 cents per liter and increase the cost of diesel up to 13 cents per liter. Yeah, for sure. If you want evidence, if you want an example, look no further than here in BC. I mean, we are the bellwether or the canary in the coal mine when it comes to expensive, useless carbon tax plans. We've had the second carbon tax here in BC for a few years now, and it's one of the main reasons why you see those terrible prices on gasoline in Vancouver. If you're watching your supper hour newscast, you go, oh my gosh, look at the price of gas in Vancouver. Well, one of the main reasons for that is because we have the second carbon tax. And on average, it adds around 14 cents per liter of gasoline to the price and 15 and a half cents per liter of diesel. So that's one of the reasons why we have high costs here. Coming soon to a place near you across Canada. Okay, Franco, so we've done the Liberal Party's stance on the carbon tax, that's full. Now let's take a deep breath, big smiles. Let's do the Conservative Party of Canada's carbon tax plan. Yeah, just hearing that uh, is, is, is quite tough. Um, yeah, still mad. Still, still mad. Sorry. Yeah, still not over it. People don't forget. And, and, and you know, the reason it, it's still just boiling our bloods over here at the Canadian Taxpayers Federation is because, look, Aaron O'Toole, he clearly promised to scrap the carbon tax and not impose a carbon tax of his own. He repeatedly said that during the Conservative Party leadership race, he said it in interviews, he even signed our CTF pledge. I mean, roll tape, take a listen for yourself. I worked for a company that was a manufacturer in Ontario, and I saw how uncompetitive the carbon tax was, particularly for small and medium-sized businesses. So, I have the blue pen. Yeah, absolutely. Do the honors? Yes, please do. Yeah, it just doesn't get any more clear than that. The Conservative Party carbon tax, now that it is in their platform, is clearly a broken promise. So Simmer, with that being said, let's dig into it and let's talk about what the Conservative carbon tax would mean for Canadian families. Carbon tax says, ah. because of course, yeah, you knew that was in there, right? So yeah, <laughs> the Conservatives, unfortunately, are planning their own version of the second carbon tax. So we're going to get two. So as of right now, let's break it down. 
their first carbon tax will go up to $50 per ton. So that will be a little bit more than it is actually right now at the federal level. That's 11 cents per liter for gasoline, 13 cents a liter for diesel. Now, this new promise is that this first carbon tax, it won't go higher than $50 a ton. Scouts honor. So trust that one as much as you want. Now, on top of this, as we said, the Conservatives are also planning on imposing the second carbon tax through fuel regulations, very similar to the ones the Liberals are planning on. And remember, this is a government fuel regulation. You won't see it at the pumps. It's a hidden carbon tax. Yeah, and that second carbon tax uh, from the Conservatives, it, it it's seems like it's going to cost an average of 14 cents per liter for gasoline and just over 15 cents per liter of diesel. And the reason we say that is because it sounds like they're basing their carb second carbon tax after British Columbia's. And that's how the BC second carbon tax drives up the cost. So that means that with these two carbon taxes combined from the conservatives, you'll pay about 25 cents per liter of gasoline and 28 cents per liter of diesel. So bear with me here, everyone, while I take out the old calculator and pull a simmer for you. But that would cost you about 18 smackers to fill up your minivan, about 30 bucks to fill up a light duty pickup truck, about 50 bucks to fill up your super duty diesel pickup truck, <laughs> about $127 to fill up a diesel fuel cylinder on a big rig truck. Now, I don't know what that even means, but I know Simmer does, <laughs> and it will cost a whopping $240 extra to heat your home with natural gas. But even though those numbers sound high, we need to remember that is what they're promising so far. Now, since the conservatives didn't say a peep about imposing a carbon tax during the leadership, in fact, the guy who won the leadership race in, <laughs> explicitly said he would not impose a carbon tax. Well, these numbers do need to be taking, taken with a grain of salt. They could go higher. Who knows what Aaron O'Toole is going to be thinking about carbon taxes when he wakes up tomorrow. And also, one thing that we really need to talk about here is that the way the conservative type of rebate thing, it's going to be really weird. So Simmer, why don't you break that down for the audience? It is really weird. So we should try to describe it in its weirdness. So, okay. Under the liberal carbon tax right now, families do get part of the money that they spend on the carbon tax back through a cash rebate. Now, that rebate is supposed to go up as the carbon tax increases. Trust that as you will. And while carbon tax boosters like to claim that magically people get back more in the rebate than they've paid out in the tax, the only way that wonky math would even work would be if, say, your neighbor or the small business down the street from you is getting screwed on the carbon tax and that they're paying even more. That's the only way, if they're getting hammered with higher costs, that's the only way you're getting more back in a rebate. So that's super weird. And the carbon tax, this is key actually, the carbon tax is actually expected to cost 184,000 jobs when it reaches $170 a ton within the next nine years. So that little rebate check, that won't make the people who lose their jobs feel any better, and it won't put food back on their tables. Yeah, that's what always got me. I mean, like, does the government expect someone who just lost their ability their, to put food on their family's table because of their carbon tax, does the government really expect those people to send them a thank you note for the peanuts that they're getting through the rebate? I think 
that's not going to happen. Now, you know, the CTF, I mean, we have been the leading group hammering the liberal carbon tax, and we're going to continue to hammer the liberal carbon tax. At best, it's really a thinly veiled redistribution scheme that is all economic pain without the environmental gain. But, and yeah, this is a big but, at least some people are getting some cash back, even though the liberal carbon tax is bad. But that is not the case with the conservative carbon tax. Now take a listen to O'Toole on how he explains how the conservative carbon tax and rebate is going to work. Canada's conservatives will scrap the federal carbon tax backstop and work with the provinces to implement an innovative and national personal low carbon savings account. This will maintain a consumer price on carbon, but without one penny going to the government. Instead, every time Canadians buy hydrocarbon-based fuel, they will pay into their low carbon savings account that they will manage and use towards purchases that will help them lower their carbon footprint, improve the efficiency of their home, and live a greener life. That could mean applying the savings account towards buying a transit pass or putting the money towards a new efficient furnace or new windows. It could even contribute towards the purchase of a hybrid or electric vehicle for the family. Yeah, that was a pretty big word salad, but I guess under the O'Toole carbon tax, Canadians would pay the higher price, the tax at the pump, but instead of getting any cash back, we would get some type of points or toolbox that we could only use on government approved green swag. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I actually heard a former uh, staffer for former Prime Minister Stephen Harper, Jenny Byrne, uh, she was reacting to this a few weeks ago on TV. And she laughed out loud. And she's like, Oh, okay, well, I can just save up my carbon tax money and buy myself a solar blender. <laughs> So really, instead of getting any dollars from that 30 bucks that you're pumping in to your Dodge Ram pickup truck to go to work, to go to the job site, you're spending 30 bucks in the carbon tax, okay? Money goes into the tank. What you get out of it is like green bucks and you need to pick through some government approved catalog. And now I got to ask you, um, what's a grain farmer or a rural tradesperson going to do with a government approved e-bike? Yeah, not much, not much. And they'd be better off not paying the tax to begin with. But you know what? I'm glad you mentioned grain farmers. Now, grain farmers use natural gas and sometimes propane to dry their crops. And they pay that carbon tax on those fuels to dry the food that feeds us all. Now, sometimes those bills can be in the thousands of dollars. It's really a major problem and it adds costs, which finds their way onto our plate. Now, just before the election, a conservative backbencher got a private member's bill through the House of Commons to exempt farmers from the carbon tax on grain drying. Now, it's just past first reading in the Senate right now. That's where it is. But here's the thing. We don't actually know if the conservatives would even honor this if they formed government. Strange as that sounds, <laughs> because the bill is coming from a conservative backbencher. Yeah, um, as of writ time, uh, we still didn't know, I know, if theoretically the Conservatives win government and form government, will they honour this? We don't know, even though it came from one of their own, from a backbencher. And I must say, getting a private member's bill through the House of Commons as a backbencher, that is, you're hitting all sorts of lottery numbers there. So the fact that it's even in the Senate is a big achievement, but who knows what's going to happen when they form the next government.
Okay, so we've had a lot of numbers here. So I think it's important to review these costs. So the conservatives are planning on a carbon tax that's higher than the one that's out there right now, plus a second carbon tax. So combined, you'll be paying 25 cents a liter of gasoline, costing you an extra $18 to fill up the minivan, $30 extra for the light duty pickup truck, $240 extra per year to heat your home with natural gas. Now, what about the NDP though? We've done the liberals, done the conservatives. Where are the NDP on this? Well, we don't have all the details on what an NDP carbon tax would look like, but we do know that the NDP supports a carbon tax. Now, the NDP, they haven't opposed Trudeau's announcement when he said he was increasing the carbon tax to $170 per ton. So if they form government, I mean, it's fair to assume that an NDP carbon tax would be similar to the carbon tax under the Liberals. Um, now, going through the NDP platform commitments, we do see that the NDP is also going to put in a form of second carbon tax through similar fuel regulations as what the Trudeau government has announced. At least that's what it looks like reading their platform commitments. So it seems like an NDP carbon tax is would be similar to what the Liberals are doing. Yeah, for sure. And... <laughs> You know, a lot of these politicians will say it's all about the, the average person. This is all about affordability. But frankly, with these carbon taxes, even as they are right now, it's already really unaffordable for a lot of regular people who are paying these bills. And it's just going to get worse. And listen, to our viewers and our listeners, I know this can get depressing. It can get grim. But this is why we fight this stuff. Yeah, and we knew we had to fight the carbon tax from day one because we knew it would drive up the cost of living and make life tougher for so many Canadians. And really, these types of carbon taxes, I mean, they're all economic pain without the environmental gain. And, and remember, folks, a carbon tax is not an environmental plan. It's a tax plan. And they don't work, right? These carbon taxes were sold to Canadians as a way to reduce emissions. But guess what? They aren't reducing emissions. I mean, government data posted on the United Nations website shows that emissions have gone up in beautiful British Columbia 11% in four years. Uh, and they've also increased in five of the last seven years. And emissions also went up in Canada during the first year of Trudeau's federal carbon tax. But you don't hear them talk about that too much now, do you? Now here in Canada, we've got a small population in a huge country and yeah, it gets pretty freezing cold for several months every single year. So using gasoline, diesel, and natural gas are essential for most people. And whenever we talk about carbon taxes, whenever we talk about environmental plans, we have to take a global view. And that's because Canada only makes up about 1.5% of global emissions. So even if the federal government were to bring all of our industries to a screeching halt, which sometimes seems like that's their goal, it still wouldn't do much or anything for the global environment. And you know what? This is even something that Trudeau himself acknowledged a few years back. Here's what he said, quote, if Canada stopped everything tomorrow and the other countries didn't have any solutions, it wouldn't make a big difference. Yeah, it was really important when he said that. He said that during an interview back in 2018 on a very popular French language TV show in Quebec called Tout le monde en parle. 
And so it made a little bit of news, but it didn't really cross the, the language barrier into what we call the rest of Canada. So him saying that even if we stopped everything tomorrow, meaning like we stop eating, we stop driving, we stop heating our homes, it wouldn't make that much of a difference on a global scale. That's important because he's the prime minister and he's the one pushing these big carbon taxes. Okay, Franco, let's give our listeners one more run through on what the big three parties are doing on the carbon taxes and how much it'll cost them to fill up with gasoline. Yeah, so the carbon tax currently increases the price of gasoline by nearly nine cents per liter. Now, under the Liberals' plan, uh, it would increase the carbon tax to 37.5 cents per liter of gasoline by 2030. And they would also impose a second carbon tax through fuel regulations, which would cost up to 11 cents per liter for gasoline. Um, that would mean that the Liberal carbon tax taxes would soak a family for about 37 smackers every time they fill up their minivan. Now, Canadians will get some of the cost of the carbon tax back through cash rebates onto the NDP. Now, they say they support carbon taxes and a second carbon tax through fuel regulations, but details are lacking. And I think it's fair to say that we should expect something similar to the Liberals. Now, on to the Conservative Party. The Conservatives would increase the carbon tax to 11 cents per litre and impose a second carbon tax similar to what is already in place in British Columbia, which increases the price of gas by about 14 cents per litre. So those two carbon taxes from the Conservatives would increase the cost of gasoline by 25 cents per litre, which would mean it would cost you about 18 bucks to fill up your minivan. But that's if the tax doesn't go any higher. Now, mm. with the conservative carbon tax, Simmer, mm. the thing that you mentioned is that uh, you, you don't actually get any cash back. Uh, you would collect some type of points to be used to purchase green government approved swag. You know, the carbon tax is really an expensive failure. This is a big ripoff for everybody. Uh, some folks might not be affected by $37 under the Liberals to fill up your minivan or 18 bucks under the Conservatives to fill up your minivan, but that's real money. I mean, for $37, I can make an entire Christmas dinner with a turkey and all the fixings. They're going to be taking that out of my wallet every single time I'm filling up my minivan. Same deal for the conservatives, 18 bucks. You can make like a big fancy chicken dinner for that. This is serious money for a lot of everyday people. And it's a huge ripoff. Now, we've gone through a lot of money here, a lot of numbers. People are probably pretty frustrated by how much is going to cost them. But we need to take that frustration and channel it. We need to take action. Here's what you need to do. Politicians are going door to door right now. They're phoning you up. They're asking you for your vote. You need to look them in the eye and you need to tell them that you oppose carbon taxes. They all need to hear it. Even the ones who break their carbon tax promises to us and even the ones who don't think about monetary policy. So if they don't come to your door, be proactive. Email them, phone them hold them to account. You can even go to our website, taxpayer.com, and you can sign our petitions against these carbon taxes. And you can read our very detailed articles on these taxes. I don't know, between you and me, Franco, I think we've probably written more than a dozen of those by now. All right, everyone. Hey, that's the show. And thanks for listening to our special episode on carbon taxes and what you need to know before the election. Now, do us a favor. 
please like, share, and subscribe. And, and probably most importantly this time, please, please, please send it to your friends and family so more Canadians can hold our politicians accountable over carbon taxes. And like always, thank you so much to our investigative journalist and our podcast editor, James Wood, for making it sound like we kind of know what we're talking about. Hi, I'm Scott Henning, president of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. If you've got another minute, I'd like to ask you to think about the one person you know that would really enjoy listening to this podcast. Do us a favor and do them a favor and send them a quick note to let them know about it. At the Canadian Taxpayers Federation, we believe there is power in numbers. That's why we've worked so hard to build an army of taxpayers who are ready to push back. And we did it because people like you shared our work with that one person that they knew would really appreciate taking part. Thanks for listening. And thanks for doing your part to make Canada a better place.